Hello, this is Jennifer Smith with True Love Scam Recovery, Narcissistic Abuse Unwound. I want to start the year off talking about something that honestly has been a bump in the road, a thorn in my side, made things feel often like an uphill climb since 2014 when I started all of this. It is this, the word narcissist. Yeah, that term, that concept, what people mean when they use that word, as in what that word represents as far as this person they're talking about, this experience they're having. Keep in mind, there are two vastly different situations or persons that are both referred to by this same word, narcissist. Unfortunately, and for my wishes, by far too many people. The reason I say this is because this word and what people mean when they use it is conflicted. It's full of confusion. It causes confusion and misdirection. There are two different circumstances, individuals, or experiences. Both of these situations are saying, this is a narcissist, or a narcissist does this, or a narcissist says this or that. Sometimes when people are using the word narcissist, what they're talking about is someone who is dysfunctional, someone who is self-focused, which is indeed a narcissistic quality. And they're self-focused in such a way that when this self-focus manifests, it hurts other people around them. Their self-focus is unique to them it is individual to that person and can manifest in different ways from dysfunctional person to dysfunctional person. The other situation under which someone might say, the narcissist did this or said this or made me feel such and such a way, they might be talking about what is actually a pathological parasitic predator a sociopath. So we already have a name for each of these two different situations. And the first one is a dysfunctional person. And the second one is a sociopath. The dysfunctional person, when we have someone who is self-focused and dysfunctional in our lives, it is painful. They might call us names, insult us, suddenly out of the blue snap at us. This dynamic is rarely repaired because while we feel hurt, they don't think they've done anything to hurt us. They don't have the tools to address it. They're embarrassed to talk about it. They can't see that they are the issue. They might feel ashamed of being the issue or of having caused pain. So they have a tendency to skip over it to change the subject, maybe to insult us, to say we're too sensitive, that kind of thing that is then further something that hurts us. Much to our frustration and feelings of hopelessness, they are unwilling to change. They don't want to take any steps towards being happier, really, for themselves and having better relationships with their children family, friends, co-workers. It leaks into all parts of their lives, potentially. 
A dysfunctional person is a fully limbic brained normal human who wants to be happy and wants to have great relationships, does feel love, and is hurt by their own self-focused glitches. After all, human connection and bonding is how we survive. It's wired into our DNA to be able to connect and love others and receive love in return, freely. With this kind of person, we get to decide, is this pain that this person brings into my life worth maintaining the rest of the good times in the relationship? It's possible we can come to understand what these narcissistic glitches are and who this person is and decide to stay in their lives while protecting ourselves from the hurt, doing something that counteracts that for ourselves. Otherwise, we tend to take it out on ourselves. That's human. It's very normal. But it's up to us. Now, to this other individual that we feel entrapped by more than anything else, we are under their spell this person that might be in our lives that some might call a narcissist, but is in fact a pathological parasitic predator, a sociopath or psychopath. Those two words are interchangeable. This is very, very, very different than a dysfunctional person. There is no love here. They cannot feel it. Let's talk about what that is. A sociopath is in our lives strictly through deception. We think we're in a relationship. They have a role in our lives as maybe sibling, maybe parent, uncle, aunt, grandparent, neighbor, boss, and most frequently what we're talking about in true love scam recovery, a fake romance. They're pretending they are our boyfriend, our girlfriend, our wife, our husband. They are no such thing. This kind of creature is here inside of people's lives for one purpose, to use that person, to use that person as deeply as they can, for as long as they can, for anything and everything that we might associate to human survival, from shelter to money, cars, bills being paid, to make them look good. I call it a respectability facade. That's what they're after when they marry someone in particular. This sociopathic parasitic predator isn't marrying for any of the reasons that we do as normal people. They are marrying to have a more profound access to someone's life, legal access to bank accounts, cars, green cards, whatever it might be, and hugely as a respectability facade to look normal to their own parents, to the world. It's something they do. It's just part of what's required. Now, sometimes, currently, as times are changing, these sociopaths are forgoing the formal marriage to look normal, but for some of them, a large number of them, because of the legal access to our things that marriage provides, marriage will continue to happen. Because of this mix-up with this word narcissist and all the confusion it contains, I don't use it. 
I don't call anybody a narcissist. I say there's dysfunctional people and there is the sociopath. And by the way, I've said it before, sociopath is, um, you could say, a slang word for a psychopath. The word sociopath was coined by a psychologist in 1930. A sociopath and a psychopath are the same situation. They both want to use you and will use you for whatever they can, for as long as they can, whatever they need, for their entertainment, for whatever they want, whatever they have in mind. This is how their brains are wired. As you can see, this is very, very different. There can be some similarities, overlapping experiences to the first glance. It's natural to think name-calling and insults or putting someone down might be the same in a dysfunctional person or a sociopath. Well, here's the difference. The dysfunctional person and the pathological parasitic predator are accusing people of things, calling someone names, putting someone down for two very, very different reasons. Their motivation, the purpose behind throwing accusations and insults at us are night and day between a dysfunctional person and the sociopath. The dysfunctional person is frustrated, doesn't have the means to express their feelings, their thoughts, their emotions. They're in their own way of having genuinely healthy relationships. It's not up to us to fix them. And they could fix themselves. We could even be jointly a part of that if things went well. But it is up to someone else, other people who have issues to fix their issues, right? Now, the parasitic, pathological, sociopath slash psychopath, when they're accusing us of something, if you can think to the moment that happened, a memory of that, they're saying it to get us to shut up. Right then and there, they simply want us to shut up. That's their deep desire at that moment. So they jump out with, you're the lazy one. Maybe right before that, we said, have you found a job yet? Or did you get your first paycheck yet? What? You're fired again? Think about it. Remember the exact scenario. We do tend to focus on the thing they called us and then the pain from that. And the little lead in up to that moment where they accused us of something is kind of in the background or forgotten. But think about it. Every time they accused you of something or called you a name, it was to take you off track of challenging them, questioning them, wanting them to be something normal, do something that's normal within a normal relationship. They can't do anything normal. They can't be normal. They aren't. They are pathological. They have literally an abnormal brain that creates this pathology of living as a parasitic predator without a conscience. I do think it is incredibly important that all of us understand both of these situations and possibilities. Understanding them is how we can take back our lives. And that's precisely what I want you to do. This is Jennifer Smith 
true love scam recovery, narcissistic abuse unwound, email me anytime, jennifer at truelovescam.com. Happy New Year. Sending you all good things.